Magneto Funky, number 185. It's Sunday, May 16th, 2021. Yeah, Larry here. Uh, we're well into spring now, as pockets of the country slowly lurch to a fractured version of post-pandemic normal, even as the stench of January 6th continues to linger. Anyway, I take a look at the renewable energy portion of California's power grid and the inherent bottleneck that comes with solar and wind. Meanwhile, the bike walkabout plan is wrapping up another phase and the music this time is all new tunes sent in with one pulled from the recent roster. Someone once said you reap what you sow Now there's some wisdom for you to grow Sometimes Save yourself. I think that you should go and save yourself. 
Okay, that was Save Yourself, the new single by the Nevolutionaries, a psychedelic alt-rockers led by Christopher Harold Wells, born in Philadelphia, who splits his time between Nashville and San Francisco. While still a teenager, Wells formed industrial rock band Peasants of the Apocalypse, who went on to open for Metallica, Everclear, and Def Leppard during their seven-year history. The Nevolutionary's self-titled LP debuted at number 24 on the FMQB Submodern Album Chart and spent four weeks at the top 100. Cool. Okay, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, uh, underground international pod zine and personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page is 1223studio.com slash yumfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory. Uh, continuing my look at California's aging centralized grid and its ability to deliver adequate electricity, especially during a heat wave and global pandemic. Uh, I'm first acknowledging that most of the stories about Cali's grid problems will be coming from either pro-solar wind sources or oil and gas industry biased sources or investor venture capital sources. Yeah, and that includes corporate media organs like the LA Times and the San Francisco Chronicle. That said, a significant part of the Cali grid is the amount of power generated by renewables, uh, currently about 22%. And that is mostly solar and wind, but also includes geothermal and biomass. A lot of digital and printed ink is spilled on many angles of what's currently up, what's proposed and think tanked, and what's currently opposed. But my take is that none of that matters as long as renewable energy can't do what coal-fired and big hydro dam plants can do. Provide power 24-7 as long as coal is delivered and the dam has enough water. The weak point, of course, is the need for grid-scale batteries to compensate for cloudy days and nights when the wind don't blow. Now, there are facilities under construction right now, like the Moss Landing Project near Monterey, where a 300-megawatt and a 100-megawatt lithium-ion battery are being installed. But even when they're online, they'll only cover about 300,000 homes for four hours during evenings, heat waves, and other times when energy demand outstrips supply. Another 182 megawatts from 256 Tesla Megapack batteries will power every home in nearby San Francisco for six hours. Uh, meanwhile, a 250 megawatt storage project went online this year in San Diego and a 100 megawatt battery project is nearing completion in Long Beach. Now, that's all good, but 
To me, the system is still fragile because batteries are not 24-7 and because of the scale involved. You know, less electricity is wasted when you have a much shorter power line because the batteries are closer to the end users. And a hacked citywide grid down is still a catastrophe. A decentralized distributed network of smaller neighborhood grid batteries is much more secure. But I bet it's simply easier to contract out these mega projects, as in easier to hide cost overruns so you can line your pockets. Anyway, I think grid-scale battery storage is first-generation infrastructure. And once the state works out the inherent bugs, including a few successful hacking grid downs, decentralized networks will be second generation. Third generation will likely be Tesla's dream of air-gapped, wireless, gridless power. Okay, uh, a short report on the cargo box frame in a bit. Now, back to the stage, continuing with a few new eclectic tunes for spring. First up, it's The Infinity of a Wildflower, some electronic alternative ambient dream pop from Polly Fay, an artist and song crafter whose albums go back to 2012. Uh, this is the second song off the album Earthlight released May 4th on Project Records. Then it's Felt Like Rain, the latest exclusive track sent in by Audionautics, aka Jason Shaw, composer, producer, and engineer out of Pittsburgh. Nice.
Okay, second short set opens with Lovers, a dark electro-gothic tune by Amsterdam-based band Clan of Zymox from the album Spider on the Wall, released a few months ago on Metropolis Records. But I think it fits in here. And we wrap with Nails by Hybrid, the seminal British electronic duo of Mike and Charlotte Truman formed in 1995 at the height of the UK-led breakbeat era. This tune, released on the 14th, is the sequel to the sci-fi mini-movie Flashpoint, and you can catch both of those pieces on YouTube. Tu m'aimes. Moi, juste que tu m'aimes, parce que moi, je voudrais jamais te le dire la première, j'aurais ton peur que tu crois que c'est un jeu.
Hey, Geek Notes. Yeah, this again is the last and the hardest part of the show to write, so I'm keeping it short. It's the middle of May, but aside from the few cleanup policy moves made by President Biden, you know, like encouraging enough Americans to get vaxxed to have the CDC relax their mask guidelines, uh, that third stimulus check, for example, the second hundred days are becoming a calculated quagmire due to the ongoing sedition campaign of the GQP, continuing the big lie-fueled nullification of the 2020 vote, the red state voter theft legislation, the gaslighting of the January 6th attacks into a white patriot picnic, the Congress regressing into civil war with treason weasels like M.T. Green trying to, what, provoke either Cory Bush or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez into losing their temper and pimp-slapping her so she can pull out that concealed carry piece and shoot him in self-defense. Meanwhile, Biden is holding off on killing the filibuster to placate the new Dixiecrats. Yeah, looking at you, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, giving cover to GQP senators who already said they ain't doing shit to help pass anything Biden puts forward to actually help the country. Like I said before, the stench of January 6th lingers, but the corporate media only smells Nielsen ratings. Yeah, it is sweeps month again, right? I guess I should mention in passing that the nation's death squads didn't brutally execute a black or brown person over the past week or so, as far as we know. Maybe they're all watching the latest episode of Expulsion and Extermination being carried out in Jerusalem by the Israeli Defense Force, and they're taking notes. All right, if you like or friggin' hate the show, go to ratethispodcast.com slash yumfunky. And if you have non-Zoom promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. And bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in-grid practice. Yeah, a very short segment this time, squaring away the PVC box frame for my cargo trailer. Uh, It's finished, and it's within specs. I got it down to 18 by 24 by 24, with a 6-inch top rack and a stable top rail to tie down the solar panel. The only major design change is to use regular T's instead of four-way T pipe fittings to make that top rack, because those things are highly specialized furniture-grade pieces, only sold in bulk. Screw that. 
uh, the sections are sitting in a bag for now. I'm not going to bother with the Coroplast panels and the dowel rod reinforcements yet because I don't have room yet for the assembled frame in the SRO. But that's okay. Finally, finally, I'm about done with the gearing up phase aside from a few last odds and ends. And I'm about to enter the pre-launch phase with its full checklist of steps, logistically, psychologically, physically, and a couple other colleagues. Yeah, a very heavy lift, because this is where I crossed the Rubicon, just like back in 2012 when I started hauling my stuff from LA up here to San Francisco by bus. This time the Rubicon is a lot wider instead of taking just a month, will probably take the whole summer. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with The Eighth President, the first single from the new double album Cold Pills, Scarlet Gate of Toxic Daybreak, released March 26th by Curly and Camera the subversive Italian electronic band. Nice.
The music bed this time is Om, a longer piece I found on Jason Shaw's expansive audionautic site that's full of free atmospheric and mood music he's made available for podcasters and YouTube producers. Very cool. Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studio joint. I'm on almost all the popular podcast platforms, the latest being Apple Podcast Connect. You can also say, Alexa, ask any pod to play Magneto Funky. If you like the show, tell your friends. And the little piece of January 6th stench out here, a.k.a. the bullshit recall caper, against Gavin Newsom is going further off the rails now that it's been revealed that celebrity contender Caitlyn Jenner couldn't even be bothered to vote last year for President Pussy Grabber because he wouldn't win the state. So why the hell would I vote for her or any seditious Republican artist? No thank you. Show themes Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. Uh, the next episode is set for uh, maybe Memorial Day, depending on whether or not I get tagged for jury duty before then. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill 
at my garret in the mission with this scratchy ass voice. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we are still slogging through, no longer into the darkness.